Well, last week we finished up the book of Acts and that entire book is based off of one question. What's next? And today on the Midweek Move, we're asking ourselves, what's next after the resurrection? Hello and welcome to the Midweek Move, the podcast where we go through the scriptures line by line, verse by verse, ask ourselves, what does it mean in context and its practical application? I'm Dallas. I'm so glad to have you guys with us, whether you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, however you found us. Hey, welcome to the community. Uh, we are, I'm really excited about today's podcast because it's going to be a little bit different as I am joined by Pastor Scott. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm really pumped. Hey, everybody. We, um, you know, we just want to have a conversation today. We've been going line by line through the book of Acts. We finished the book of Acts and we're just kind of going, and we've had a plan with the midweek move. It initially started, I think we said this last week, it initially started out of a need for something in the middle of the week because we were in COVID and people couldn't be on campus as much and all those different things. And so we were like, listen, we need something in the middle of the week. We started the midweek move as a Bible study, line by line, man, let's just chop it up. Let's just talk about the word of God. Right. And then, so we had a plan, mm-hmm. and we were like, okay, let's start with the book of Acts. Let's just go. And so we did it, and then we were like, hey, we can move on to uh, this writing. We can move on to this book. We can move to the maybe the Pauline epistles, you right. know, the, the writings of Paul. And where we landed um, for these next couple of weeks was, listen, let's not take a break, quote unquote, but let's just really have an open, honest conversation about some some questions mm-hmm. that we have, and maybe even that the early church had. Mm-hmm. And just like you said in the opener, what's next? Right. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what's next, what happens next, not just the book of Acts, what's next in the midweek move, not just Easter, what's next now, Jesus is resurrected, but what's next in our life, yeah. like after these big moments. Mm. What's next? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, listen, just settle in. Uh, <laughs> maybe you're driving, you're listening to us on Spotify or one of the pr- platforms. Maybe you've got a whole break and you're just kind of hanging out and you're watching us. Uh, whatever that is, just uh, I just encourage you to, as we're talking and as we're asking ourselves this question, <laughs> that you guys would ask yourself that question. Like, hey, that's happened to me. Well, what did I do? You yeah. Know, what, what was my response? What was my reaction to that? How can I learn from that? How can I grow from that? So I'm pumped. I think it's going to be good. I, I actually think it's going to be a little humorous as well. <laughs> yeah. If the if the pre midweek move is any indication. <laughs> uh, and by the way, if you guys have not been uh, seeing these little teasers that have been in the intros, <laughs> last week I think uh, there was a lot of. Uh, song. There's a lot of song up for <laughs> <laughs> And uh, today we realized that we had a guest yesterday at the Healing Place that we didn't even realize we had. Yeah. <laughs> we found uh, we found a, you know, we, we print out all the stickers for the kids and it says, you know, their name and their parent and, you know, kind of uh, what's their allergies, all those things we need to know. And today we found... Um, a sticker for a child that either was without a sticker or their parent just left, which knowing this parent, they probably did just leave their sticker behind. They may have left the child. They I'm not the sure. They may still be here somewhere. <laughs> Before all of you go into complete cardiac arrest, um, tell them who we're talking about, Dallas. It's tell them a, whose name was on. Kevin McAllister. 
Kevin McAllister. <laughs> now, does that sound familiar to anybody? I mean, I feel like he doesn't like being left alone. <laughs> that actually was on his child sticker. Oh, that gosh. one of his I'm pulling up the sticker right now. One of his allergies or one of his warnings was um, he doesn't like being left alone. Right. Snacks, they're all okay. All okay with snacks. All okay with snacks, but he doesn't like being left alone. And his mom's name was Kate McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> and they they live on Lake Avenue. <laughs> and this was on Friday, 1221 at 6 a.m. At 6 a.m. <laughs> right before Christmas. If you don't get it yet, Kevin McAllister was the main character in what movie, Dallas? Left uh, <laughs> Home Alone. Left Behind. <laughs> He's putting Left Behind and Home Alone together. This is a Christian podcast. No. Jesus is coming back and Kevin McAllister's been left all alone. <laughs> Should have known Jesus, kid. I told you this is going to be a funny episode, y'all. This is awesome. This is great. Yeah, Home Alone. Not, uh, man, I hadn't thought about that movie in a minute. I don't know who did that yesterday, but that was pretty funny. I want to I wanna find out and give him a hug. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was awesome. All right. So we're talking about what now? I'm wondering about now right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what now? Right. Well, this question is being based out of, like, again, for those of you listening, um, we, we got into the process we're recording ahead. We're actually kind of like right on time. Uh, we just came out of Resurrection Sunday yep. yesterday. Uh, great time here at the Healing Place. We had a bunch of, uh, of folks here, um, some folks that haven't been here in a while. There are some folks who, um, and they've been just steady. And uh, God really moved on campus. And then yep. afterwards, we had a great meet and greet. And um, we were hanging out. We, uh, we had some coffee from Rise Up and Roast. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, a local uh, roastery. Is that what you call it? Well, no, it's a... Um, uh, I wouldn't even call it a business venture. It really is. It's a ministry. Uh, it's a, it's a uh, what do they call it when you put two things together that you mash up, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So like if you put two artists together or something like that or two songs together or something like that, it's yeah, like it's a mashup. mashup. So yeah. we have this really cool Holy Spirit inspired mashup between right. Rhino Coffee and Purchase, Not yeah. For Sale, which is a ministry uh, to rescue uh, sec- uh, victims of sex trafficking. And so in that, Rhino's doing the roasting of the coffee. But uh, the ladies in the program are beginning to learn about that. What does it look like to roast coffee? What does it look like on the business end of that, the delivery system of it, all Mm -hmm. of that? Being able to build their resume, Mm -hmm. where many of them may have a record, they're able to build a resume. And so uh, they have just now launched that fully where they're producing coffee. And we've decided that we want to partner with them and provide that uh, every time that we gather here on campus that we'll have Rise Up and Roast Coffee. It's so good. Uh, and the benefit being that all the proceeds of that go directly to uh, these women in their next step yeah. in uh, healing and restoration. And what I love about it is that these ladies go along with our thing we're talking about. They come into the program of, of Purchased, mm-hmm. and they're literally asking, what's next? What's next, yeah. What's next in my life? Where do I go? How do I find healing? How you know? I go through this program, I find the healing, but... What about my career? That's right. And like uh, we talked about how um, stuff is coming off of their record as they serve here. And they always talk about creating almost like a landing strip Mm. for them. And I think that's true of all of us. When we get used to a certain lifestyle, Yeah. and even if it's good or bad, and all of a sudden there's a a change, Mm -hmm. that sometimes we have a hard time landing. Yeah. Right? And, and sometimes it's a crash landing. Right. It really is because there's no safe 
place to land. Mm -hmm. And I think the cool thing about this is coming out of a certain uh, environment and being surrounded by certain things and you're pulled out of it, although it's a great process, it's still a change. Right. And so in that, it's like, okay, you, you, you remove yourself from a certain environment, but what now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what do I do? Is there a safe place to land? How do I make money? How do I, you know, how do I support my family? What do I do if I can't find a job because I don't have a resume or yeah. whatever it may be? And I think it's just really cool that we were able to kind of gather around that and rally around that yesterday. Right. And so we good. did some pour overs and lattes with stuff. Right. And, uh, it was just really cool. Yeah. So like I said, we're coming off of Resurrection Sunday um, and a uh, great time of gathering. And, and today there's a lot of people who are asking what's next. Yep. There's some people who made some first time decisions to follow Christ. Mm -hmm. There are some pastors who they had an amazing night or maybe the, they had a really difficult day and they're asking Oh, what's next? What do I do? Yep. So um, there's a couple ways we can go at this conversation. Let's take it back to the, our scriptures, though. The what the Book of Acts? How is that a what next? What's next moment for for well, us? Well, really, where we started in Acts chapter one, that whole thing was what's next. It's like Jesus was resurrected. He came in contact with all these people, the disciples, the apostles. He right. was appearing through walls. Right. <laughs> I mean. It's like, whoa. Uh, what's happening here? <laughs> is that you, Lord? Really? Like, what's happening here? And like Peter's restoration, you know, Thomas going, hey, Lord, if it really is you, let me see, you know, let me see, let me touch. And, right. And uh, all these things are going on, and and Jesus is saying, listen, uh, I need you to gather in Jerusalem, and I need you to wait. Mm -hmm. And what you're waiting for is what I've been talking about the whole entire time, another one, the mm -hmm. Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then Jesus gives them that instruction that the Holy Spirit's going to do them with power to wait, and then boom, he's gone. Right. He ascends, right? And then they're left with, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. Well, okay, what did Jesus tell us? Which I think is a great starting point. Is <laughs> like if you're if you're like, so many times I think <clears throat> people hear from God and then they do what God said. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden life gets in the way and things happen and things start changing. And they're like, well, I don't know what to do next. And I'm like, well, what was the last thing the Lord told you? Mm. Keep doing that. That's so good. <laughs> you know, it's like, keep doing that. And, and I think that where they had gotten to is, okay, what did Jesus say? Okay, he told us to wait for the promise, mm -hmm. right? So we need to pray. And while we're waiting, we need yeah. to pray. Jesus had taught them to pray. right? And they also knew that they had to do something else because Judas was no longer with them. Right. So they needed to bring somebody in. Now, why would they have to replace Judas? Because according to ancient prophecy... It needed to take place. Judas would betray Jesus, one would betray Jesus, and the prophecy was also that another would replace him. Mm -hmm. So they knew that they had to, quote-unquote, cast lots to see who would come on right. as a part of this team. Sure. And so they did that, and they prayed. And so then what happened? Well, then the Holy Spirit was poured out. Okay, right. now what? Peter gets up, and here's the guy that was silent while Jesus was being crucified and being led to the cross right. and couldn't even testify that he was a follower of Jesus in front of teenage, a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> right. 
<clears throat> and now he's standing up in front of thousands at the great feast, and he's just a, man. He's just going in. He's going for it. Right. Okay, what's next? 3,000 people are added to the kingdom of God. What's next? They're all baptized in water. I mean, they're baptizing people all day long in Jerusalem. Right. People are getting baptized. They're walking down in the mikvah unclean. They're coming out clean. I mean, it's just like, okay, what's next? And Acts 2.42 is so cool because it's like, and they continued. Right. And what? Apostles' doctrine, the word, just like what we've been talking about, like line by line, the apostles' doctrine. Exactly. Well, is that all? They were just reading the word of God 24-7? No. <laughs> Fellowship. Right. Right? So they were hanging out together. They weren't just talking about, they weren't just having idle conversations. Mm -hmm. They were talking about, man, what is the Lord saying to you? What's yeah. the Lord doing in your family? What you know? What's happening here? Then we know that there was uh, the breaking of bread. So they were eating together. Right. Again, they were hanging out. And then what they were there and prayers. Right. So so I think that when we talk about what now, that can be anything. Yeah. And and where we've landed is okay, how does that apply to the book of Acts? Well, that's where it's at. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, and like I feel like this even goes further back in the scriptures to even Matthew chapter 28. Verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus has put it out there. He said, you know, I'm about to go. Here's yep. what you got to do. Go make disciples. And making disciples is more than just having a Sunday school class every week. It's more than having a, a sermon every week. It's yep. doing life with people. Lifestyle. Where we break bread, yep. where we're asking hard questions, where we're laughing about Kevin McHauser. I mean, this is part of What it. are some of the most difficult conversations or even life-giving conversations we've ever had? It's been around a table. Exactly. It's been around a table at a restaurant with, with friends and family, and all of a sudden we begin talking, and it's almost like this synergy, and all of a sudden these things start coming up because what ends up happening is when somebody's sitting around a table and they feel a part of the family, mm. they begin to open up and things begin to come out. Uh, that's why a lot of times, like Tanya and I, will have people at the house for things like premarital, mm -hmm. you know, counseling. Well, why? Because man, you walk in the church, you walk in the office, and all of a sudden now guards are up. <laughs> I'm in an office. You know, I'm going to the principal's office. We can't talk about real things in here. You mean we can talk about that in church? Well, you're gonna have to talk about it. Exactly. Because it's premarital. We're talking about things that will help you. We're trying to remove roadblocks that are gonna be in the way to try to uh, damage your marriage. We're trying to kind of get ahead of that. Right. To give you some things to think about. Where's the best place to do that? In our home, mm. where you can be around two people who don't have a perfect marriage, but for 32 years have walked this thing together and are still together and right. have a healthy family and healthy children and grandchildren. And and what better atmosphere than a place that for 13 years prayers have been prayed in this place that when everybody who would walk into this house, it would be a place of peace. Yeah. And so I think when we, when we talk about... Um, you know, what's next. And and you you alluded to it. Jesus told them those certain things. But we all know that people can tell us things all the time. Mm -hmm. Until it happens, we really don't know what our response is going to be. Exactly. Are we going to remember what they told us That's good. when it happens? Yeah, yeah. Well, what we find out is they really didn't remember mm -hmm. until the Holy Spirit came. Yeah. Which fulfilled what Jesus said. 
that the Holy Spirit would do what? He would remind you of everything I've taught you. Exactly. So even when Jesus goes, they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? What right. are we going to do? Like, you've got disappointment, discouragement, depression. Yeah. Like, what do we do now? Mm -hmm. Like, our security blanket's gone. Jesus has always been our kind of our buffer zone. Right. What now? Who's going to be that? Right. I think they personally thought the Holy Spirit was a person. Yeah. I can see that. I can see why that, because like there was this unknown, like, because there's not really been a conversation on Holy Spirit before. There was, we see a Holy Spirit active in the past, in the Old Testament. Upon people. Yeah, coming upon people. But yep. he's saying, I'm sending you another. Yep. Like the, the other thing is a, it's a person, it's a being, which Holy Spirit is a separate being. He's not just some mystical force. But the descriptive words for him were counselor, right? Right. Comforter, helper, mm -hmm. advocate. In that culture, in that time, I would think that their mind would go to, okay, it's going to be another person. Right. Especially when you look at the life of Jesus, the disciples, every time they turn around, they're looking to a carnal description of what the Messiah is supposed to be. Yep. And they're thrown back when Jesus is like, no, 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 there's more to this. Yep. They, even in, up to the death, they're still thinking, is this, is this going to be a physical thing? Yeah, Jesus would always say, it has been said, but I tell you. Right. Like, he's like... He's like completely changing the paradigm of their thinking. Mm -hmm. And so in that whole, okay, what's next? Like, in my opinion, they are looking towards someone else coming. Mm. And when the Holy Spirit is poured out on them, not just on them, but in them, yeah. and now the Holy Spirit comes out of them with, this, with these prayers and these declarations in all these different languages, now they understand how they would be endued with power mm. because it's manifested through Peter. Yeah. Silent when he was denying Jesus. Right. But now, whoosh. A different person. And like this dude is calling on the prophet Joel. He's quoting Old Testament prophecies. He's going, this is that. Like he is speaking under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and he's just, whoosh. Right. And it's in that moment they're like, Oh, it's not another guy. Right. Remember, he told us <laughs> that the comforter wouldn't be with us, but in us. Oh, oh, I get it. Right. And so I think that so many times when we when we talk about what's next, I think we get ahead of God a lot of times mm. and we try to do what's next in our own power. Right. And then we're always disappointed. So what's the balance though between because there is an active portion to the faith where we act to be actively going in doing something. I've talked to people who, who struggle with that. They're like, I'm trying to make it happen. But like if the Lord's supposed to happen, how do I find that balance of trusting the Lord to make it happen and me moving when he says move? Yeah, I think that is um, a great question. And I think the, <clears throat> the answer lies somewhere in the Holy Spirit. Mm hmm because a part of what the Holy Spirit has endued us with is not just power to have all this authority in Jesus' name, but also to be able to discern mm. what to do and when to do it. Right. Not just what to do, but when to do it. Yeah. And there are times where, like, um, I'm sure that that the disciples and the apostles thought that waiting was was of no effect. What? Oh, wait. <laughs> What is that going to do? Exactly. But in their waiting, they were praying. Yeah. But they're still waiting. So they're actively doing something while still waiting. Right. Right? Then they then they bring on uh, another team member. So they're doing something. Yet they're still waiting for what Jesus has said, but they're still doing what they know to do. Right. 
And I think that's where, um, as we're waiting for the promise that God has given us or what's next, we're doing what God has already said to do. Right. And we're faithful and obedient in those things. Right. Stewarding what we already have mm-hmm. while we trust him to do some stuff in the that's future. That's right. That's right. That's good. That's good. So what does this, how does this apply to us today? Like, what's next for us today? I mean, we, we talked about how these guys, they were like, they just had trust the Lord here from What's next for us today in the church? I think, well, what's fresh for me today, and you know this, mm-hmm. and you have a similar heart, is that this morning when I woke up, my first thought went to leaders, mm-hmm. not just pastors, but leaders in churches that didn't see yesterday what they wanted to see. Yeah. Or what they thought they should see. Mm. Maybe the the church wasn't packed. Mm-hmm. Maybe... Um, Maybe the huge budget that they had for 40,000 eggs or, you know, whatever they did, maybe in their mind it didn't pan out. Yeah. Maybe all of the the preparation that they they did, <clears throat> maybe something happened. Mm. Maybe a worship team member got sick. Mm. Maybe the pastor wasn't feeling well. Maybe one of the leaders wasn't even there. Maybe a main family didn't show up. Maybe somebody called the last second and said, oh, I can't serve in the kids' ministry, and maybe they were the main lesson giver. Mm. Like, all of those things. And this morning when I woke up, I was like, man, I just really feel, and I even feel for the pastor that may have seen everything they wanted to see, but yet they were still disappointed. Yeah. You know? And and I think that in the church world, we put so much emphasis on events and these big moments. And so for the church, it'd be like Easter and Christmas historically have been the big moments. Man, Mm -hmm. this is when families are going to bring people that don't normally come to church, you know, people who don't even uh, attend church could possibly come. You know, this is where we're going to make a big splash with some production or an illustrated message or whatever it is. We're going to use all this creativity to do all this stuff. We're going to put $10,000 into Easter. We're going to put $27,000 into Christmas. We're Mm going to put all of it into these moments, and we build these things up so big that then when it's over, it's almost like everybody's looking at each other going, Okay, what's next? Yeah. And I think that inadvertently what happens to us is we put so much focus and build these days up so big that we diminish what happens every single week. Mm. So like for me, I'm like, man, yesterday was awesome. But we have another opportunity on Wednesday night when a group of ladies come to this place. Yeah. And we have an opportunity to encourage them, and they can encourage one another in the Lord and in the faith. And that's just the next step, man. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we're going to be filming our online broadcast, and then we're going to be doing this, and we're going to be doing this, and we're going to be doing this. And Saturday morning, we're going to be doing a... um, a, uh, a marriage conference by Zoom <laughs> to India, you right. know, it's like, it's like, and then next Sunday, oh, well, that's, you know, that's post-Easter, man, that's a downer, the crowd's going to be smaller, like, pastors are preparing right now yeah, for discouragement for next Sunday, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> because the building was full yesterday, but man... It, we're probably not going to get that crowd next Sunday. Right. 
And it's almost like they have now an entire week to settle into that disappointment. (laughs) And without even knowing it, they're in it, you know? And it's like, that's where we can't get too caught up in all these things, man. Yesterday was awesome. It was really, really healthy and great and Mm -hmm. good and wonderful. But when I looked at our, uh, when I looked at our dynamic, I didn't see a whole lot happen yesterday that doesn't happen every week. Right. I mean, would you agree? Yeah, I would definitely agree. What what I saw yesterday happening was the what happens every week, but just the joy, like because we I, we had offered more opportunity. You know, we don't normally have cheesecake and coffee after church, <laughs> right? But we did, and what I saw happening was our people said, "Let's fellowship for a minute." Yeah, which Let's, normally on Easter it's like out the hit door. the doors. We got to get to family lunches and right. all that. But man, it they, was like they lingered because we we have developed a community here of we're family here. Also, we have family out there. Sure, <laughs> not I mean, not to diminish that family, but we have family here, and we're like we want to do life together. Yep. And so I I I loved that yesterday was that that fellowship time afterwards. Yep. Um, the preaching was great. <laughs> <laughs> the preaching was great. Thanks, Dallas. <laughs> but I loved the. The community, because the community really was the outgrowth of the preaching of everything that's not just the Sunday message, but last Sunday's message, the soul care messages, yeah, the uh, Ecclesiastes message that we did two years ago, yeah, um, all that led into Sunday afternoon eating cheesecake with a bunch of people and drinking coffee. Yeah, all that poured into that. I think that's what a lot of ministers are failing to think about. Every week leads into the next thing, even if you're intentional about it or not. And what you see in your community today is the product of everything that's been poured out. Now, yeah. how they take it, that's up to them. That's their hearts. We can't put all of our stock in just a day. The Christian walk is not about sprints and just this one moment. It's a, it's a long game. Yeah. It's the how are things going to be affected two and three years down the road. from this And moment. when Sundays become an event. Mm then you always have to make the next event bigger and better. Right. Well, you're going to hit a wall at some point with that mindset. Yeah. Because there's going to come a limit to where you can go. Mm -hmm. And I think that so many times pastors are looking for, man, if we just had a bigger budget, we could do this. Or, Mm -hmm. man, if we just had more staff members, we could do this. And, man, if we just had more of this, we could do this. And instead of what's in your hand, Mm. right? So that was the question to Moses. Right. What's in your hand? And we know the allegory that's that's given, you know, the staff is in your hand. So Moses had a quote-unquote staff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, that's fine. But the thing I loved yesterday is that not only – well, it wasn't one person being a center point of anything. Mm-hmm. Like – we had different voices speaking into everything. We had T-shirt giveaways in the middle of everything, you right. know, which that was intentional as yeah. well yeah. because parents were checking kids in. So we needed a, a a bridge so that parents could get back in there and then they could be a part of what we were doing so nobody would miss anything. Right. But at the same time, we were blessing people and, you know, we were, hey, here's Jesus People shirt. Okay, well, what's next? Well, if it doesn't fit you, <laughs> right? Give it away. Go out and give it away and bless somebody. That's what's next, right? All right, here's the message. Okay, what's next? Now, take that message, do something with it. Mm-hmm. Don't let the enemy steal that seed. Mm-hmm. Let it take root, do something with it, and then give it away, right? right. And and then we back that up with action by going, hey, we're going to give you coffee, right? right? So 
here, we're going to give you something. And so I, I just think in all of that, it's like this whole what's next. And I think a lot of staffs are having staff meetings today, tomorrow, this week, and they're going, hey, how could we do this better? Mm. And da 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 Which are good questions to ask. Good questions to ask. But in the back of their mind, I think they're going, what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, what do we do? Yeah. Right now out there listening, there's a pastor who's going, what's next? Because my board's about to fire me. Mm. Because I didn't have 5,000 people come to the altar. Yeah. Or somebody's grandma didn't get saved like they thought they were going to. You know, I, I always remember, and I know we've been kind of uh, funny and, and laughing and stuff, but um, just to kind of bring this to reality, I remember a couple of years ago, and we were in a season where, when I say we, not the healing place, but the, 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 the body of Christ at large. Right. We were in a season where there were multiple pastors who were either committing suicide mm-hmm. Um, quitting the ministry, high-profile people. Mm-hmm. And I remember the story about an Easter uh, services in California where they had like five services or something like that uh, on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and they had had like Saturday night. And they couldn't find the pastor between like service three or four. Right. And they found him in the janitor's closet in the fetal position. Having a full-on panic attack. Having a full-on anxiety, weeping like... And they and what they found out was is that he didn't believe that they were going to be able to meet budget for the week. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of five Easter services. Mm-hmm. That was his panic and fear. And then sadly, you know, months later, his wife finds him dead. Yeah. And it's like that was where I was this morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I just I just feel for leaders who feel trapped by the uh, by that trap of success mm-hmm. according to the world. Yeah. And yesterday at the healing place, I don't claim success. Here's what I claim. The word of God was preached. The truth of God's word mm-hmm. was preached. True worship went forth. Mm-hmm. There was true biblical fellowship yesterday. Mm-hmm. There was true breaking of bread yesterday. Yeah. There was doctrine, theology, worship, fellowship, breaking of bread. And to me, that's Bible. Mm-hmm. That's success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is living the kingdom of God out. And I love the fact that even last night, you know, we didn't have small groups or anything like that, you mm-hmm. know, because it was like, it's it's a holiday, people are with their families for lunch and all that, but spontaneously people gathered last night to celebrate a teenager's birthday. Yeah. And, and like in the middle of that, what was going on? All of those things were going on yeah. at that house. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just relegated to this building. Right. And... I think that that's what we have to look at. Mm-hmm. We we look at those things. Yeah. You know, I've had I've had Easter's where maybe I wasn't curled up in a janitor's closet. But to be honest, I thought what what's next? I quit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I quit. Mm-hmm. And I think that in those moments I would go to the word of God and I would find Peter sitting on the shores, right? Yeah. Um of, of the Sea of Galilee, and what's he doing? I quit. 
I'm going back to do what I was doing before I met Jesus. Right. And I found myself on the Monday after Easter going, mm, I'm done. Mm. I'm just going to go back and, uh, hey, I can teach special ed for a county mm. somewhere because I've done that before. Um, I can be a uh, rec therapist. I can be a therapist in a nursing home. I've done that before. Right. I can do this. I can do this. I quit. <laughs> I'm done, man. Right. I, the expectations are overwhelmed. And then Jesus comes to me and he's like, hey, do you love me? Yeah. <laughs> really, Lord? <laughs> you can ask me that. <laughs> yes, Lord. I love you. You know that. No. Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Then feed my lambs. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Simple as that. All right. <laughs> what now, Lord? Go wait in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. right, for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And so, I, you know, just I, I think that, and and I think one thing that we haven't hit is, like, what is that for us personally? Mm. And I think where we bring it to personally is when you're on a mountaintop, man, and you're just having the greatest season of your life. You're mm. just killing it, just crushing it. Right. What's next? Yeah. Because if you're not looking for what's next, you can be knocked off of that mountain in a hurry. Yeah. But if you're in the valley and it's the worst season of your life, what's next? Yeah. Right? And I think in all of it, whether it's what we read in the book of Acts, apostles, disciples, whether it's church ministry, whether it's your personal life, what's next? To me, the answer is the same. What is the Lord saying? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay, what was the last thing the Lord told you? <laughs> right? And I think that's what, what is happening with uh, the disciples and apostles. Right. It's like somebody in the room had to be going, okay, remember what the Lord said. Right. Okay, you remember, go ye therefore into all the world. Right. Right? But he said we can't do that until the comforter comes. Right. right? So we wait. Right. But I don't want to wait, Peter. <laughs> I don't want to wait. It's boring. Let's pray. I think some people have this mindset, though. The what the Lord has told me to do is a one-time thing because we think event to event. Ah, that's so good, man. And so so good. We, we think Easter. Even Rick thought that was. Good. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we we think event to event, and but sometimes what the Lord gives us is not for a one-time thing. It's a hey continue as you go. Oh, that's so good, man. Lifestyle. Yeah. That is so on point, man, that we even live our lives event to event because we're so, we get so engulfed in our emotions. Right. That we allow our emotions to dictate event to event. Right. So if something moves us and it brings us down, mm -hmm. <laughs> then we're doing everything we can to bring it up. And so many times we do something that's actually out of our character. Right. Because we're trying to pull ourselves out of that. If mm -hmm. we're up, we're trying to do everything we can to stay there. Sure. But yet you don't grow up there. Right. You know, you may go there, but you don't necessarily grow up there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's this amazing balance to, okay, what is the Lord saying to me? Well, okay, number one, what does the Word of God say? Because that's what the Lord's saying. Right. Pray. Sing unto the Lord, right? <laughs> yeah. Read the word, right? Wait. Sit in the presence of God. Listen. Ask. Seek. 
knock. All that's in the Bible. Yeah. That's what God has said. And then outside of that, in your relationship with Jesus, like what is the Lord saying to your heart for your everyday life? Right. But we're looking for this big, massive revelation to take us to an event, and then we just start living from event to event. And that's exhausting, man. Mm -hmm. That's just exhausting. Yeah. I can't live from event to event. Number one, I don't want to wait for the next event. Yeah. And I don't have to. Like I can, I can, be, I'm in the presence of God right now. Mm -hmm. This is an event, so to speak. Right. But it's just life. Yeah. And I think you're so right, man. It's like we just get in this event to event, 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 and we're just moved emotionally rather than a spiritual growth happening in our life. Mm -hmm. And then we just start. It's almost like if you try to live off adrenaline, you can't. You're going to crash. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't drink a five-hour energy every three hours. Right. It's not healthy. <laughs> you're crashing at some point. Yeah. It's it's You're headed for disaster. And I think sometimes spiritually we try to live off of spiritual adrenaline. Right. Right? Event. Right. Oh, man, I got prayed for and I just felt this. Man, I'm going to feel that 24-7. Mm, probably not. Now, the balance of that, though, is while we're not meant to go event to event, we have to remember this one moment doesn't mean we have to repeat that moment over and over and over again. That's right. It's not a magic form. There, there are people that they are trapped in a time frame of, well, this is how it was in the glory days. Well, I think your little rose glasses with the glory days. A good example, Acts chapter 2. They didn't try to relive what happened in Jerusalem. Right. They didn't try to relive that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like they were going in and going, okay, now, um, we got to wait. We got to wait for wind. We got to wait for, wait a second. Whoa, wait a second. You don't have a tongue of fire over your head. <laughs> this can't happen. Right. Like, they didn't do that. Right. They knew that that moment was from the Lord, and then they grew from that moment. They took that. They took what the Lord gave them and moved that to the next moment of their life, and they continued. Right. And even, even uh, later down, and we can close this out. Yeah. But in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 is when it says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking bread, and prayers. But if you keep on reading in verse 46, it says this. Because now it's talking about not just in the moment, but what's going on beyond that. Mm. And so Acts 2.46 says this, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. It's exactly what you said. They weren't living from event to event. It was just life. Right. So what did they do after this massive event? They continued daily with one accord right. in the temple, which meant they were going to the hour of prayer. Right. And they were breaking bread from house to house, small groups, right. so to speak. Sort of. Right. Yeah. Then they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. There's that fellowship and breaking of bread. Praising God. There's a praise and worship and right. having favor with all the people. And what happened? Man, the Lord just kept adding people to the church. What right. happened? People got saved. People got discipled. Right. People got saved. People got discipled. Daily life. What's next? Man, just keep your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> just literally just get up and move forward. Yep. Just do what you've always done. Get up. Go to work. Go to church. 
And do don't be left home alone. <laughs> don't be left home alone. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. I wanted man. to get that in before we got out of here. That's awesome. Oh, good time. I love the fact that you mashed up left behind and home alone. <laughs> That's got to be a production in the future. Oh, I'm sure it will be. There's probably some... Kevin McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> Was looking for Jesus's return, <laughs> but he's been left home alone. <laughs> oh, oh! I'll meet with the team and figure out how we can script it out. The Christian prequel. <laughs> awesome. Oh goodness gracious! Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hope it's uh, encouraged you, challenged you. Um, I know for there have been moments where it's been a lot of levity, but a lot of heavy stuff at the same time. And, yeah. Uh, this is a great picture of what it looks like to do life with other Christians of what's next. Sometimes we laugh. Sometimes we talk about hard things. We get serious and we move forward. And so we want to encourage you. If there's something that you want us to pray with you about, let us know. Yeah. If you have questions, let us know. We want to encourage you. We want to help you take your next step with Jesus because we genuinely love you and care about you. If you're a pastor listening to this or watching mm -hmm. this, understand this. I said this once to an individual. I don't care who you are. I care who you are in Christ. Your name is not pastor, yep. apostle, yep. prophet, whatever title you've given yourself. So good. You have a name and it's son, it's daughter. Yep. And we want to pray with you. We want to encourage you. If you had a terrible week, mm. reach out to us. We yep. want to pray with you. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just look for Midweek Move or you can email us mediahub at thbstreetporter.com. It's in the show notes down below for you guys to check out. And let me say this too. If you had the best Easter as a leader you've ever had, word. You can let us know that too, because listen, not everybody wants to celebrate with you. Yeah, it's true. It's not just having people around us when we fail, mm. but it's having the right people around us when we succeed. Yeah. Because not everybody is going to love it mm -hmm. when the Lord does great things in your life. So right. make sure you've got healthy voices around you who will celebrate with you. Word. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. All right. What's next? I don't know. Next week, we'll find out. But until next time, have a great week. <laughs>